Father's Day is around the corner. I can't think of a better gift than the Endless Summer box set. This is needed by us fathers. We need this. So don't be a hoe dad. Get your dad or yourself for Father's Day the Endless Summer box set. Hey everybody, welcome to the Quivercast, where we chat with surfers from all around the world, from all walks of life, and we get their story. Find us at www.thequivercast.com. I am Mike, your host. Let's get into the show. Hello, everybody. This is Mike here with the Quivercast, and I got a super special guest, and I think it's my first European and definitely my first Irishman on the podcast. We got Giraud McDid. Did I say it right? Pretty close. Uh, Garoj McDid. McDid. All right. It's pretty hard unless you like put an Irish accent on. It's pretty hard to hard to say. <laughs> Is that a common name in Ireland? Uh, there's a couple of people with it, but it's not like super common. But there's even even in Ireland, there's different ways of saying it from different parts of the country. They they pronounce it differently, so it's it's a it's a pretty funny one. Yes, I like it. It's a cool name, but it's it's a challenge for me to say 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's a challenge for everybody. Everyone struggles. <laughs> so what part of Ireland are you from? Uh, so I'm from Sligo. It's like the northwest of Ireland. Um, yeah, okay. just grown up here and lived here my whole life, so pretty good. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Is it cold? Right now it's freezing. It was like pretty there was like two inches of snow on the ground there yesterday and today it was snowing all afternoon there just as we were surfing so it's pretty cold (laughs) okay so is it common to have snow Mm, there's always one or two days of snow every year but it's not like you don't usually have like deep snow here or anything it never really sticks so yeah it's not the most common thing for snow but we do get it every once in a while Getting in your wetsuit and getting surfing, how, how how do you get that motivation? I suppose, yeah, just we're super lucky that the waves are pumping. You kind of, when the waves are good, it makes it a lot easier. You just see the waves and you're super excited. You get changed super quick anyway, so you don't notice too much. Um, but for sure, those windy days where it's onshore and not great, those days to get in the water when when the waves aren't good and it's that cold, they're the tough days to go surfing. But uh, yeah, it's worth it all in the end. In the summer, does the water warm up quite a bit and the weather warm up? Or how is it still kind of chilly? Uh, to us, it warms up. But to pretty much everyone else, it's still pretty cold. Like We still got to wear like tree two in the summer. It's pretty rare that you get anything warmer than that. The water gets up to like 18, 19 degrees. At, like, it's very, very warmest the odd summer but normally it would be like 16 17 every summer man it's cold how did you get into surfing i got into surfing my dad he like grew up bundorn ballyshannon just like 40 minutes further north of where i am right now and yeah he kind of just randomly him and his friends started surfing 
when they were like in their twenties. So there wasn't many, very many people surfing back then in Ireland. Um, no. And yeah, he just he got me, my brother, and my sister all into it, like bringing us out during the summers and stuff. And yeah, kind of then from when I was like ten years old, he brought me out a couple of days during the summer, and I really loved it and just kept it going ever since then. And yeah, that's pretty much my dad just got me into it, and he's just brought me around surfing every day ever since. <laughs> Wow. Did he throw you in a wetsuit? You didn't go out in the trunks, did you? No, no, no. <laughs> he had he had wetsuits in all for us the first time. Even in summer we were we had wetsuits here, so yeah, no, we were he wasn't torturing us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You you get hooked pretty quickly, huh? Yeah, I mean, like, I talked to it and just never really wanted to do anything else. I played a lot of other sports up until it, and then as soon as I started surfing, it just it pretty much quit every other sport and just started surfing. Okay, what other sports were you playing? Oh, uh, I used to play everything, like basketball, uh, golf, um, Gaelic. Like, I don't know if you know what Gaelic and hurling is. They're, like, the two crazy uh, Irish no, what sports. Is that? They're like two Irish sports. Like one of them is like a cross between like soccer and rugby, and then the okay. other one is like a cross between I don't know. Like it's kind of like what like nearly like lacrosse tee, but like with like wooden okay. sticks. So it's kind of similar to lacrosse, but yeah, a little bit different. Different, different sticks and different ball and yeah a little bit different rules if you looked at it from afar it would look like lacrosse oh that's funny right on so you, you get addicted to surfing how'd your uh, brother and sister do were they take to it like you nah my brother was super into golf he took up golf pretty young and my sister was super into basketball so we all took up got in super into different sports and uh, i mean they still come surfing the odd time during the summer they'll go out uh, once in a while, but yeah, they didn't really uh, take to it as much as I did. Your dad was probably loving hanging out with you because he he's going surfing all day with you. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Like dad, like he's he hasn't surfed down the last couple of years, but like when we were younger, growing up, he he just loved every single day that I was off school or he was off work. We'd just be gone <laughs> surfing all day every day, so it was pretty good being able to do that with your dad i suppose every day every single day he, uh, yeah he still he loves he still loves coming surfing and hanging out and filming and stuff so it's pretty great having him there all the time that's rad let's describe some of the ways i've seen your videos on instagram and dude you guys are getting some slabby gnarly waves yeah i mean over here all our waves are kind of reef breaks like our beach breaks are super average it's really weird like every wave break is pretty terrible but then like all the reefs and stuff get super heavy and super big and pretty scary sometimes <laughs> i mean they're not like super shallow or anything but it's just super heavy and yeah i don't know it's pretty scary place in the cold and a lot of people that come over here get scared because it's so cold and they're so heavy and stuff so yeah it's a it's a good place to grow up are you wearing a five mil uh today i was in a six mil with six oh, mil wow. boots <laughs> so the flexibility's not there no you're super stiff like 
super stiff, super heavy. You got to like get different boards for summer and winter. Like you add on a couple of kgs and wetsuit and water and everything. So it's pretty hectic. It's, it's a hard one to adjust to every year. Wow. Most of us around the, the world have it. We're pretty spoiled, I guess, compared to what you have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're spoiled with some warm water and stuff. We get the colder water, warm but warm water. It's it's uh it's pretty uncrowded here as well, so I suppose that's that's one thing we're blessed with. <laughs> oh yeah. Well good waves and uncrowded. Yeah, exactly. You just you gotta put in your time. You can go a couple of weeks and it'd be pretty stormy and not good waves, but then once it's good and yeah, you're surfing perfect waves with not very many people out, so it's it's pretty epic. Your dad's going surfing with you. And you're surfing the average beach break starting off. How do you progress to get to those to where you are today? We're actually pretty lucky here. Obviously, yeah, you start surfing the beach breaks, and then there's like a couple of little like fun point breaks that you start getting into, and then you progress. There's like super soft reefs that you start progressing, then one or two little heavier reefs, and then we've got this one mini slab that's like super easy playful mini slab and that's where you like go out and you start learning how to get barreled going left and right it's pretty playful not super dangerous or anything and then there's like it's mad you've got like one wave here that's fun rippable the next wave's like a mini kind of slab pretty playful then just on the other side there's like a little bit heavier of a slab and then like a proper slab and then down the road again there's like an even heavier slab and then you got like Mullock Moore, which is obviously the biggest, heaviest one. So there is like a pretty good stepping stone to get as far as Molly. Yeah, we're pretty lucky. You don't have to just jump into deep end. You get to ease yourself in and by each step, which is pretty good. That's rad. How hard was those steps for you? Every time you challenge yourself a little bit more, did it take a long time? Yeah, took it's still it's still taking time. I'm still I'm still progressing <laughs> yeah. through those steps. Yeah, I mean, there was a while there that I was kind of I was enjoying surfing slabs and stuff, but I was always super scared when it got anyway kind of big and all that. And then I suppose just kind of one year, I just started to really push myself to try and get into bigger, better waves, and yeah, yeah. just started forcing myself to go and yeah it it's obviously still i'm still super scared out there and i've been injured a little bit for the last year so trying to get back out there after injuries and stuff it's like you gotta start at the bottom again you gotta ease yourself back in so it's pretty scary but we're i'm getting there now and hopefully start pushing myself again soon now this year in the next couple weeks your dad knowing surfing does he ever like give you advice like hey, it's it's too heavy out there or it looks good at this is, is he pushing you i guess is the question yeah for sure like when i was younger he was always pushing me like obviously he if there was stuff that was too big he'd like let me go try and then like if i came in he'd be like oh look you tried there's always next time like it's good mm-hmm. to try and take a couple of beatings and get used to it and all that but like <laughs> now it's now it's like I'm trying to push myself to just go and get the biggest wave, best barrel that I can get. So he's 
he's still there watching on and <laughs> making sure that we're all good out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gnarly with your surfing. I mean, I can't even wrap my head around it. I guess maybe like Northern California or something, because I'm from California, would be somewhat similar, I guess. Yeah, I suppose I've seen some pretty big stuff around Northern California, but uh, like, I don't know, like Mavericks and stuff, that's a whole nother level to what, like, I don't think I even want to go to surf Mavericks, that thing looks, <laughs> it, it just looks too crazy and not really what I'm into. It's also a right, I don't really like going right too much. <laughs> no, but yeah, most of your, your shots are, I mean, you have backside video, but your your front side barrel riding is your strong point, I'm assuming. That's what I see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of blessed in the zone that I live in. It's majority uh, lefts and left slabs. There is some right slabs around, but they're kind of a lot more fickle and hard to score. Like, you've got the wave down at the Cliffs of Moher, Eileen's, and, like, that's that's kind of, like, the pinnacle of right big wave slabs in Ireland, and it's just so fickle and hard to score at that. Only in the last couple of years, I've started putting in time out there, trying to uh, trying to get get some, and took a long time. That wave is one of the scariest waves in the world, and I I've started getting there, but yeah, still want to push myself further. So that is kind of a main goal is to push myself in my in my backside bars and <laughs> try to get better at the, in that side of thing. Everybody knows I don't like going right, okay. so it's something I got to work on. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. You had a run at the QS. Why did you want to do it? And how's that going? I mean, yeah, like growing up, I was super competitive in every single sport I did. I always mm. like being in competition and all that. And I suppose it really pushes you and helps yourself in being in competition. And I still enjoy it and stuff. I love I still love going doing contests and stuff and all that, but I know like it's getting really expensive to do the QS and all that, and then try and do trips for swells and all that. So kind of like starting to ease out of the QS a little bit. I still might do a couple of them if the waves are going to be good and stuff. But um, yeah, my main focus now is just try and get the best waves I can and make some sick clips and all that. But I still love competing. I like I'll go do invite contests if anyone wants to invite me to any barrel contest. I'd love to. I love going doing that. But uh, <laughs> that's rad. yeah. The the QS. I'll still do a few because they are fun. You get to go hang out with all the boys that you've traveled with your whole life and stuff. So it's good crack and yeah, it's just getting harder to do it now. <laughs> yeah, you you were just in the Canary Islands, right? And did pretty good. Yeah, so that was for an invite, uh, like special barrel contest. It's they just invite okay the people from all over the world, and um, yeah, that's how one of the best waves in the world. It's kind of like pretty similar to pipe kind of style, um, and yeah, okay. I've been lucky. Devin, I went on a couple of trips there and got to know the locals, and they started inviting me over to that comp, and it's always one of my favorite comps to do every single year and this year it was on the day after christmas so like i missed christmas at home and that was pretty big thing missing christmas at home but i did it to go that contest (laughs) and score perfect waves with no one out so 
it was worth it. I came away with a fourth. I would have loved to do better in the final. I had a bit of a shocker, but it's how, how it goes. I was still stoked to make the final and all that. So, yeah, it was pretty pretty great event. What was the water temperature difference between when you left home to there? Uh, the water temp there is so nice. I was, like, in a, like, tree two. It's, like, the air temperature was, like, 23 to 25 degrees every day. So you're, like, rocking shorts and T-shirt. Yeah. You're sweet and... The water temps around 18, 19. So it's like warmer than summertime here. So getting away in the sun yeah. for a few days like that is, it's so epic. Like there was nothing better. I think I need to, I need to go for a little defrost, defrost trip again soon. <laughs> oh, that's right. Have you been to Hawaii? I went when I was like 18, 18 or 19, I went to Hawaii and spent a couple of weeks out there on the North Shore. I was staying at uh, one of the houses there right in front of Pipe. And it was it was sick. It was a really cool experience, but I'm not sure if I'm too keen on going back again. It's, uh, it's too busy and, yeah, pretty hectic and hard to get waves where I can just get sit here and get better waves at home with nobody out. I just got to battle the cold but i think it's worth it for catching more waves and getting better waves with no one out <laughs> yeah well it's completely two different worlds they're not even almost relatable except maybe the power of the waves i'm guessing yeah the waves are like it's pretty similar like the power of the waves but yeah it's a different world like sitting out in a lineup out there like it's so hectic like everyone's like battling against each other There's, and like you sit in a hot sit out in a lineup at home like it could be like eight foot perfect slab and it could just be you and two of your friends out there just like having a crack, just having banter and lineup and stuff and like yeah. putting each other into waves, being like, No, nah, you go this one or whatever, like it's it's a complete different different setup. It's mad. Yeah. Did you get any good waves at pipe? Did you get yourself into any? I tried. I remember there was like a couple <laughs> of days that I was like paddling out when it was like kinda of big and onshore and nobody out just to try and find a couple but like i'd always i'd always try and be the first one out every morning and literally still mm -hmm. you'd get one good wave and then after that you're paddling back out and there's like a line of like 50 guys paddling out beside you and you're just like oh here comes a three hour surf with two waves <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean okay but how did it feel being in trunks yeah i mean i like I do like wearing boardies and stuff, but I guess just yeah. I've been so used to wearing a wetsuit. I feel so much more comfortable okay. and conf confident in a wetsuit. It's mad. Like a really? lot of people will be it's like, oh, yeah, like my perfect, like perfect setup would be like a tree two and a pair of boots. Really? Yeah, that's like, that's wow. what I love. Like I, okay. I love wearing boots and I love being in a wetsuit. I just like feel naked without a wetsuit. It's weird. Oh man. Okay. I can't, I can't imagine that, but all right. <laughs> I know. It's okay. Yeah. What about Irish surfing and the surf community there? Uh, so like the Irish surf and Irish surf scene is, it's really cool. Like it's pretty tight knit. Everybody knows each other. Like even the guy, like I don't know, I can travel like four or five hours south and I'll still know everybody in the water. Like it's pretty tight knit community. Everybody's friends and friendly and, it's it's growing a lot like in the last couple of years it is starting to get a little bit busier in the lineups and stuff but like it's still so chill like you get 
everyone's still super nice and like it's probably it's definitely the best surf community i've i've seen anywhere else in the world like from all the old boys that have been doing it forever and then like right down to like there's a lot of heaps of groms coming up now which is sick and yeah it's just everyone's just like friends out there it doesn't really matter it's pretty sick so it is good to see and good to see a lot more groms coming up and i think it's gonna the level of irish surfing is gonna be getting pushed a lot in the next few years with all the groms that are coming up yeah who is the irish men that everyone's looking up to who's the guy that when they paddle out everyone knows who he is and he kind of dominates is there somebody i don't know there's like this it's kind of I don't know if there's anyone that everyone looks up to or not. Like, I know there's, like, a couple of guys that when I paddle out on, like, big heavy days, there's, like, four or five guys that I'm watching, and I'm like, all right, I need to try and, like, I see them get a bomb. I'm like, all right, I got to get a better one than them, and, like, that kind of thing. It's like a (laughs) friendly – It's like a friendly, like, healthy competitive thing, and that's what it's good to push you. And I – yeah, so I don't – there's nobody ever, like – Super dominating or anything like that. Everyone's everyone's just like trying to push each other and get better ways, really. How far away is is like your house from the water? Is it relatively close? Well, right now I've just moved and I'm living literally just on the beach. But I used to live like wow. about twenty minutes away from the beach in my parents' house, so I just moved okay. to a little apartment. And uh, yeah, it's literally, if I looked out my window there, I'd be able to see the water, but it's just like the beach I grew up surfing. And then, mm-hmm. which, so it's like it's Strand Hill where I grew up and Bundorn is where kind of the main slabs are and stuff, which is like 20, 30 minutes away. So it's oh, okay. a pretty chill drive. It's not too bad and pretty much do it every day. There's waves, but uh, yeah, pretty excited. Like, in summer to be living on the beach and be surfing fun waves. So yeah, pretty oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> That's the life, man. Right. Yeah. Can't really beat it. No, let's just put Ireland in a country of the whole country of all the people. Do, are they aware that there is surfing in Ireland and what do they think about it? Yeah, for sure. Like, a couple of years ago, if you had asked some people, they would have said, oh, there's no surfing in Ireland or whatever, but it is getting a lot bigger. It's getting a lot more, like, mainstream notice. And, like, if there's a big pumping day at Mullockmore and stuff, like, it's been on the news and stuff like that. So, so everyone knows there's good waves in Ireland. And I think it's going to just keep growing and stuff. More mainstream brands are going to, mm-hmm. like, start using surfing more in their ads and all that. And it's going to be good. It's going to put more money into surfing in Ireland and hopefully help out some of the groms coming forward and hopefully help me yeah. out keeping my career going as well. So it's pretty good. Yeah, um, that's awesome. For sure, it's getting bigger. You do have sponsors. Who are your sponsors? And that's super rad that they're helping you. So I'm super lucky at the moment. Like as soon as I left school, I. Uh, I was super lucky. I was sponsored by Rip Curl and Monster Energy mm-hmm. and like a couple of the lo- local shops and stuff around here used to sponsor me when I was a kid, which was epic. Like they really supported me and I wouldn't be where I am today without the local shops 
uh, support me on some trips yeah. and get into contests and stuff. But yeah, so now my main two sponsors are Rip Curl and Monster, and they've been supporting me since I left school. So it's pretty epic to be able to call what you love doing your career and your job. So gonna try and keep it going for as long as I can. <laughs> Actually, let's talk about your sponsors real quick. And usually I don't talk about sponsors, but Rip Curl is the perfect sponsor for you because you're in the cold. I mean, you're the guy. You're you're using their wetsuits. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's you can't live without like, it. No, no. Definitely something you need. And to be honest, their wetsuits are so good. Like, I'm always roasting. I, like, wear my wetsuits for, like, a year straight and, like, I surf a lot, like probably more than the average person. So I'll wear them like three, four times a day. And then like, I'll give them wow. to like my friends rent the next year. And they're just like, oh, this this wetsuit's so warm still. Like it, they're so good. It's it's mental. And uh, yeah, so it's a pretty good brand to link up with. And they love the cold water and yeah. the, search for, the search for perfect webs, which is pretty much what I love doing too. So <laughs> it can't really beat it. And then monster, you can slam a monster before you go surf. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes in, when it's cold in the mornings, you need to you need to slam it to oh yeah to wake wake yourself up and give you that energy to paddle out there. So yeah, you can They're pretty good combination of sponsors <laughs> to have. And, yeah, it's pretty sick. It's a great combination. That's that's yeah, awesome. I'm, okay, I'm stoked. Let's talk about the rest of the island. So. You're kind of in like you're getting a lot of those what like dwells, like that are spinning out to the Atlantic, right? Uh, we get like yeah, so it's like coming from the Atlantic, coming so they're like west northwest swells for us. They're coming from from uh, okay. America, from they're coming from New York. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. they're coming. If you're in New York, they'd be east swells, but they're for us. They're west. <laughs> no, no, I got you. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's a hard, hard geography. <laughs> oh, good. But, no, uh, I, I'm picturing it, but yeah. Yeah, the yeah. West Coast. Yeah, so we're the West Coast. We get, like, all these West, Northwest swells that, like, hit into us. And then, like, right up around the northern side of the country, there's some really fun waves. And pretty much the whole coast, like, gets good waves on different swells, like south swells. We go f- drive a couple hours south down to like the cliffs of moher and stuff and mm-hmm. they pick up all the south swells so yeah i mean ireland's not very big so you can drive it in four or five hours the different swell directions gets picked up so yeah it's pretty good yeah what about like the on the east side it's kind of you know sheltered they yeah, still get the, waves over on that side or is it pretty flat the, the east coast like you got like that's over by like dublin and stuff um there is some waves yeah. i've surfed over there like once I just was lucky that okay. I like was flying in from a trip and I spotted a little swell and they've got some fun little beach breaks and stuff, which is cool. And it's pretty cool surfing on the East coast. It it feels a lot different than surfing over here. It's like, I don't know. It's yeah, it's a lot different. It's like such a small little sliver of ocean that, uh, yeah, the waves yeah. are pretty jumped up like short periods. Well, they can't really build up, but they've like got some swell. fun little beach. Yeah. Mostly wind swells. But uh, they do get waves, and it's it's fun going over there for the odd little swell and get get some waves. <laughs> Where are some of the other places besides Hawaii and Canary Islands have you been to? Oh, I've been everywhere, really. Like a couple really? trips, to, cool. Couple of trips to Indo. Like the last couple of years, I've been like through South America quite a lot. Like been mm-hmm. Nicaragua, been 
Chile, Ecuador, El Salvador, um, uh, I don't know, like Barbados, Martinique. Yeah. I've been through like a lot of it. I've been to California, like all oh, with surfing and okay. stuff. So it's been it's been pretty epic being able to travel to all those places and score fun waves everywhere and getting to see all the different places. Didn't call it my job at the same okay. time. <laughs> <laughs> that's rad. I mean, that's that's a dream. Yeah. A lot of these places you're saying are warm water and you don't necessarily feel as comfortable as in a wetsuit. Are you, are you looking for more and more cold water destinations or like what's your future? Do you have some ideas of where you want to go surf? Yeah, for sure. I've got some ideas of places I want to go. Like I suppose it's a different time of year, really like for like yeah, our winter it's cold and you're in the northern hemisphere everything's pretty cold and then like kind of in our summer it goes pretty flat so it's that's when you kind of go to the more southern hemisphere places and they're warmer like i'd love to i really want to go down to west oz try get some waves down there and uh, oh yeah because it's kind of similar to here it's just it's a little bit warmer and stuff and they've got some crazy good waves so i'd love to that's kind of on the bucket list in the next few years to try and get over there. Um, but yeah, I suppose it's just, we get so much swells in winter that you don't leave home as much. You do. I do a couple <laughs> of strike missions and stuff throughout Europe, but like, yeah, okay. you don't really want to go too far away in case there's a good swell coming from home. So West Oz, you said you want to go and you, you also said that, you know, backsides kind of, you're more comfortable going front side. Would you charge the box on a solid day? Uh, go paddle out and have a look. <laughs> we'll go. <laughs> we'll go try it for sure. <laughs> Does that look like waves you get that you are surfing daily? Similar. They look like a reverse of some of the lefts that we have. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. The box, we've got some waves that are like if it was a right, it would look just like the box. I mean, we have a couple of rights that are similar as well, so. We get some yeah. good training for it, but uh, yeah, we'll give it a crack. Have you ever found yourself out there in the lineup, you know, on a building swell and you're like, oh shit, like what did I get myself into? Yeah, to be honest, it happened super recently. Like a couple of weeks ago, we were down at Eileen's, like at the Cliffs of Moher and like we paddled out, it looked super nice from the shore and then real big period started coming in and there was like these like twenty foot closeout sets that you had no. to dodge, and like I was like, oh, the boys were like, even like the boogs and stuff that charged like crazy waves. They were all struggling. Like, wow. only only one or two people caught waves that day. Like they got some psycho waves and they put themselves in crazy positions. And uh, but yeah, I was I was definitely taken aback and pretty scared out there to put myself in the position to like take one of those closeouts on the head. So I, I enjoy, I enjoyed watching that session. Wow. Because you guys, I'm guessing, and I don't know, we have surf line here. So they have a kind of prediction, like, you know, what's happening. Do you guys have the same swell forecast? Do you know, how do you guys get your swell forecast? Yeah. I mean, we use Surfline, we use Magic Seaweed a lot. And then like a couple of the other, like just all the weather maps and stuff for the winds and stuff. Um, So yeah, I mean, but here's such a hard one to call. You can look at the charts as much as you want and 
think you know what's going to happen, but you never really know. Like it can change so much. Like today was meant to be howling onshore all day. And it was howling onshore this morning. And I was like, oh, I'm not surfing today. And then, like, I literally was just having a coffee down at the beach, and I was like, "Oh fuck, it's it's gone offshore," <laughs> and like it was it was so random, and it was offshore for like two or three hours, and then went back onshore. Like, you just get these random little windows. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. It's impossible to call here. Now you're living on the beach. That's that's why you're living on the beach. So you can just hit charge it real quick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's it's definitely a a bonus. I wouldn't have noticed it all today if I was at home that it's gone offshore. So yeah, it's a good bonus. Right. Yeah, in the surf community in Ireland, you know, you obviously there's wetsuits are more easily found than let's say in the seventies or sixties. I don't know when Irish surfing exactly started, but I know I've seen a movie. You know, sixties it was kind of coming to become a sport in Ireland. Yeah. But these guys were building their own wetsuits and stuff. You you guys have more access to equipment now than you used to. Oh, yeah. It's pretty funny. Like, my dad used to tell me, like, when they were going surfing, they'd be wearing, like, dive suits. They were in, like, two parts and, like, trying to, like, fight for the legs or fight for the top with between their friends. <laughs> they had, they might have had, like, one or two between, like, three or four guys. and Oh, shit. Like did wear like the like marigold gloves like dishwashing gloves that would be yes. like the gloves they'd wear and stuff and yeah it, was, no it sounded way. next level so uh i don't know how they did that we're way too lucky now we've got all this amazing wetsuits and technology to keep us warm and we're still complaining about the cold so yeah <laughs> the, the first surface in ireland were pretty hardcore <laughs> hardcore like yeah i don't yeah. Once again, I can't wrap my head around it. Like, wow. Yeah, I, I definitely could not have done what they were doing. Yeah, that, that stuff was crazy. Wow. that's. And how's it, is there like local shapers around? Are you guys getting boards more imported from like America or like Lost Surfers or Almerics or what? Yeah, there's there's quite a lot of local shapers around here now at the moment. But yeah, every like cool. there's still people importing boards. You've got all the shops that bring boards in from Europe and all that so there's a mix of people riding local shapers and people riding any brand that's brought in like you've got all the all the brands have their own little headquarters in europe and stuff so they get brought in from europe and shaped in europe all like merrick's lost everything like that so yeah there's there's a solid mix of of all the different boards you can get here you can get anything really what, what kind of boards are you riding uh, right now I'm riding fourth surfboards. They're they're from England. They sponsor okay. me and like sort me out with boards and stuff. And yeah, they're they're super sick. So it's it's pretty good. I got I've they've been looking after me for the last couple of years. So it's it's really good. With that being said, um, what's your dimensions on your board? Like, are you riding a bigger board because you're riding beefier waves? Uh, I mean, like I've got like my short boards, which are like five nine, five ten. And then, like, you got your 6.2s, 6.3s for, like, your kind of heavy, like, bigger slabs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I've got an 8.0 and an 8.6 then for Molly. So, like, they're kind of your big wave boards that we that we have here. And, yeah, so you need a bit of mix of everything for your fun small waves up until your big heavy slabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about your little uh, movie you have. Domestic Tourist, yeah. that one. Yes, that was a yeah. good one. 
I like yeah, it. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> that was just from uh, around like the year of COVID. Nobody could travel. We were just yeah. stuck at home. And I was pretty lucky. Like everyone else in the country, you couldn't like leave your goal further than two kilometers from your house. But I was pretty lucky. I got okay. a, I had a, they brought out a rule that if you're an athlete, you can travel to train. So that was a bit of a loophole for me. <laughs> we travel. I was traveling yeah, to train every day. So uh, yeah, it was pretty sick. I was able to travel and surf every day. And it was just, it was really lucky that winter pumped all winter. And I just surfed all day, every day and scored epic waves. It was sick. <laughs> so the guys you normally surf with, the, just the the regular surfers that aren't like competitive surfers, were they also considered athletes and be able to go surf with you, or were they stuck at home? Uh, you could surf if you lived like by the beach. You could surf. There was nothing like to stop you if you were living in like within your five k or whatever. You could go surf, and yeah. obviously people were kind of nobody. Everyone was trying to risk driving around and stuff and dodging dodging police checkpoints and all that kind of stuff. It was pretty funny. Oh, they were um, literally doing checkpoints? Yeah, like wow. there would be checkpoints set up in all random places and like you'd be driving around and like wow. people people were getting fined and shit. It was fucking, it was next level, like the stuff they were doing. And yeah, people we were, everyone was risking it to go try surf. <laughs> right on. So you were being an athlete. So how did you have to register through the government to say I'm a professional athlete? Yeah, got like a letter from like my sponsors and all that and letter from like the federation and saying I was training and all that and like it was pretty sweet. Like the 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 police here are pretty nice. They're they're not super bad. So like they're they give you a lot of leeway. Like once I once you said anything, they were pretty sweet. We never had too much trouble or with them or anything, so it was pretty epic. <laughs> But the lineups were more empty than normal, too. They were, but a lot of a lot of people moved over to the coast from Dublin during it because they couldn't do anything in in Dublin. So, like, there was still like people in the water every day, and a lot of people live beside the oh, waves. Okay. So, like, if you live in Bundoran, you live within five kilometers of pretty good waves. So, it was still pretty busy. So, when you film that 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 film, who's who's doing the filming? Uh, that was my friend uh, Clem McInerney. He's a pretty epic filmmaker. He he's done a lot of my stuff in the last couple of years. Started filming with him when I was pretty young, and we've we've made a couple of like short movies together, and they always yeah. work together really well. And yeah, having someone like that who's super dedicated to just always be there on the day to film is pretty epic. And yeah, he's had me out a lot in the last couple of years, so it's great. Being able to work with people people that you call your friends, really, it's epic. Yeah, that's good. Does he surf? Yeah, Clem Rips. He's, he surfs all the time. He's, uh, he, he loves getting in. We always try and get him in and get him out as much as we can. And But he's he's pretty – he loves filming too, so he's always, on the, he's always on the shore filming at the same time. Oh, that's rad. That's hard for the, the, the video guy or the filmer guy. You have to love to do it because you're missing a lot of good surfs. Yeah, it's pretty. It's uh, yeah. I see a lot of guys that are filmers and stuff, and they rip like they surf super well. And I'm like, how do you sit there and watch perfect waves every day and not want to go surf? <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Like it's crazy. So fair play to them. They must really like filming. <laughs> yeah. So 
along with you being an Irish surfer and what did you say? Is it the Irish Surfing Federation or who runs the, the, the governing body of surfing there? Yeah, we've got the Irish Surfing Federation. Um, that's the Irish Surf Association. That's the federation around here. So, um, yeah, they run it and it's great. They put on contests, run the nationals and all that. So, yeah, it's good that they help out a lot. And through the years, how have you done in the nationals? Uh, I've, I don't know, I've won like, I won all the junior age groups. I've won, I think I've won the men's one like five or six times or something. Um, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Multiple national champ, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty fun going, doing it, mixing it up with all the boys here. It's like, it's pretty fun. They're fun contests and yeah, they're good crack and love doing them. Okay. Now. In the bigger body, does is there a European body that kind of oversees all the different European countries that surf? Yeah, so there's like the European Surfing Federation, and then there's like the European titles that are on every two years or something. The European yeah. titles are on, and then obviously you, they like that's all for like the kind of uh, national bodies and stuff. And then obviously you've got the QS other than that. But yeah, there's they yeah. run. There's always like a where you surf for your team same as like the isas um yes just within europe so it's pretty good it's good fun going doing them too it's kind of like a training for the isas for the europeans it's pretty good right with that being said where, where are the, some of the places you've been to in europe like do you serve france or where, where else have you been oh uh, pretty much everywhere in europe iceland okay. scotland Ooh, um norway france spain portugal yeah been all of them <laughs> rad how scotland scotland like sick. you where you are it's colder it looks sick. <laughs> it's colder it's colder Definitely. yeah it's even colder than here no way yeah i didn't know that yeah it's mad so it's uh it's pretty <laughs> it's it's cool though it's there's really good waves up there too it's sick yeah what about Iceland? How cold is that? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Iceland is next level cold. It was like minus 10 and stuff when we were there. It was it was crazy. You still went out? Oh, we served every day, yeah, but <laughs> on, only once. And, yeah, it was like you're walking through like two, three foot of snow all the time to get waves and stuff. It was hectic. Jeez. Now, are you – what inside you – I don't understand. You got you to gotta help me understand. <laughs> what inside you says – the way I mean, obviously you're, you're looking at the waves and you, you're you're envisioning surfing in them, but to actually get the wetsuit on and get your ass out there seems crazy to me. So yeah, Iceland. Just uh, the motivation. I just can't wrap my head around your motivation. Like, how the heck you do it? We were on a trip for Monster and uh, like a magazine trip for Monster okay. and the guys at Wasted Talent. It's like a magazine run in in France and. Um, so yeah, we we had a pretty good setup. Like we had places to dry, make sure our wetsuits are dry every night, and uh, yeah, and we were filming and stuff. And the waves were pretty pumping. We had like super fun, rippable waves every day. So just like you'd always be getting changed in the warm and getting go out, and it was a crazy experience. Like just walking down mountains in like two, three foot of snow is kind of it's it's a pretty surreal experience and. That was kind of pretty good motivation to be able to experience that. And then, yeah, just literally score really fun waves with the craziest backdrops with nobody out. 
That's awesome. In my world in America, we have, and I live right down, I live in Oceanside, which is right down the street from like Sacramento, which is kind of the hub of the surfing world, kind of. Yeah. And in Australia, you know, you got the Gold Coast and stuff. A lot of the press comes from America or from Australia. Do you see the same press as I do? Or, or, or are you seeing more European stuff? Like, I see the same press. Like, I follow all the same surf the same surf media and all that so i see everything and but yeah. it's definitely like all the main news comes from like australia and america it's like i feel like yeah the stuff that happens in europe can sometimes be a whole lot better than and it just gets kind of brushed away because it's not in america or australia so it's definitely right. it's definitely a whole lot harder over here than and those places yeah well i think i think europe's starting to break in and yeah a bit bigger now so it's good <laughs> well that's my question like how how is that going to be you guys are under underrepresented i believe and you guys probably overall if you just put europe and even ireland have a higher quality of waves than most places in the world it's just cold yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know if that if it is just the cold that like stops the people coming or what, but yeah, literally within Europe, there's the yeah I don't know anywhere else that has the as good waves as we have like because you can go anywhere in Europe on like a two hour flight and like get yeah like all different types of waves like you've got like. Morocco that has like the best right points in the world. You've got Portugal with like some crazy slabs, epic points and epic beach breaks. France, the best beach breaks in the world. And then you've got here pumps all the time. Scotland is sick. And it's just like, yeah, nobody is definitely, they just, I don't know what it is. People like to come for trips and stuff like that, but. Yeah, nobody, it seems to be getting, it definitely gets brushed under a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Is is there an actual surf tourism kind of going on there or not really? Um, Kind of like in Portugal and stuff, there's a lot of, like surf tourism is huge. They really push it and uh, in France and okay. stuff. And I think it's kind of, they're starting to use it. Like it's going to be starting a lot more in the next couple of years in Ireland too, like surf the whole surf tourism thing is they're starting to realize that there's a full market there for it. So yeah, hopefully yeah. that'll help it grow and be pretty sick. I mean, it's always going to be the other side. It's going to get busier and stuff, but I think that's just the way everything is going now. More people are starting to do things and just how it's going to be. But um, yeah, you can't, you can't have a boat as I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have it so good, you know, no, no crowds perfect waves yeah it, it could be it could get ugly too you know what i mean it could get overpopulated uh i don't know a maybe lot of not people, in your time but people have been saying that for the last 20 30 years oh it's gonna get busy like <laughs> people putting out all these photos and videos and stuff but like i don't i think the people will come maybe for like a month or two like in october november when it's still pretty warm and stuff and but like as soon yeah. as December, January, February comes, nobody wants to be here. Like it's, we get still get epic right. waves and stuff. The stuff you have to go through to get them is pretty next level. Unless you're 
unless you're prepared and willing to do it, it's it's pretty hardcore. What about guarding your brakes? Are there places that are kind of sacred where you're not letting outsiders come in? Uh, I mean, people try. Like, I don't really care. Anyone can go. I, I don't believe I have any right to tell people to not surf anywhere. Like, I don't own any waves. Okay. So, like, there's people, yeah. like, you'll get guys that be like, oh, like, who told them about this spot? Who told them about that? But, like, I'm like, just as long as everyone goes, you can go there, surf, respect the locals, let them get their waves, and it's all good. Like, like just don't hassle or drop in or, yeah, be a nuisance in the water. But, yeah, there is some spots that people get angry about if, if you, like, fill them and stuff. But, like, I don't know don't really agree with it too much why can who gives you the right to say you can surf that wave and other people can't so yeah it's a bit of a weird one irish the history of ireland and surfing do you know that history at all uh besides i I guess your father was part of that yeah i know like there's a little there's actually like a full like movie they brought out it's called the silver surf safari in ireland and they're like fully go through like the whole history of surfing how it started and literally yeah talk about the whole thing and how people got into it started bringing boards started bringing wetsuits and how it grew and stuff and the families that made it grow and you got like the britain family up in rosnarla they were like a big influence on surfing in ireland they were kind of like one of the first families of surfers to do it like around here i know like they yeah. said the, first, the guy who was the first surfer was Kevin Cavey, who was from Dublin. And, like, he still surfs yeah. the whole time. You see him out in the lineup and stuff. It's pretty sick. But That's yeah, rad. It, it's pretty cool that, like, all the boys that – all the, like, all the guys that started surfing in Ireland, and they're, they're still in the water. Like, you're still surfing with the guys that were some of the first surfers, and they're still out there charging every day. It's pretty sick to see. Okay, that's rad. That's super cool. So the, the the godfather of surfing, you can surf alongside him, and it's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's not really, yeah. It's mad, like, guys like that are still here, like, still going surfing and stuff. It's sick. Yeah, that's right. Okay, now, this is some personal questions I have to ask you. Not about you, but, like, just I have some questions I want to know about Ireland. Yeah. So how many people tell you they're Irish, even though they're American or Australian or something? Oh, uh, <laughs> Fuck a lot. We I was in California there this summer and like I swear every single person we were walking down the street was like, Oh, I'm part Irish, I'm part Irish and I was like, Yeah, fuck, so is everybody in the world. Oh, that's funny. It's pretty funny. Nah, but it's good. Everybody it means everybody loves us. Like everyone loves the Irish, so everyone's got connections and it's sick having connections all over the world, so it's epic. I love it that's rad yeah oh actually okay one more thing <laughs> the olympics how was that like to, yeah. for the isa olympics hard to qualify at the moment and it's still going like i'm gonna be doing the qualifier this year now in el salvador yeah um for the 2024 olympics mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's the main goal is to try and qualify for that because that next year it's going to be a chop that's so your wave right that would be a pretty yeah, I've never been, and I would really love to go. So, if I can somehow qualify it, it would be pretty yeah. sick. I hope you. I hope you do. I'm. I'm cheering you on. 
<laughs> Thank you, Because I want to see you charge that left. I think you'll do pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of guys come over here and, like, they're, like, say how much easier Chops is than a lot of the waves we have. So, yeah, who knows? But that's, uh, I'd love to give it a go. And yeah, see how we right go. on, dude. I'm, I'm cheering you on from from here, from America. All right, Garod. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you coming on the Quivercast. This is Mike and Garod. Are out of here. <laughs> Later. Yes. Harder for our chopu. Harder racks on a slapper. Slippery. Big guns like my food. My food. Trap jumping like a kangaroo. Harder for our chopu. Harder racks on a slapper. Slippery. Big guns like my food. My food. Trap jumping like a kangaroo. You know we don't fuck with no cooks. Cooks. Your boo on my didgeridoo. You. They calling me dude. I'm stacking the loot. I'm ripping your chick in the coop. She grabbing a hold of my leggy. Jelly, they get you my wedding. You, the friends are just happy. The train is so heavy. She thinks that I'm charging the Eddie. Eddie, for our chopu. Hundred racks on a soft dude. Slippery, big guns like Mark Fu. Mark Fu, trap jumping like a kangaroo. Hundred for our chopu. Hundred racks on a soft dude. Slippery, big guns like Mark Fu. Mark Fu, trap jumping like a kangaroo. Surf trap, I'm stacking that money. Cash. Your shorts are red Ferrari. He starts to calling me Dundee. Diamonds are surfing McFlurry. To teach you to surf, splash. I'm pulling up, ripping the verse. I'm leaving these cooks in the house. They get moved hundred foot on their head. They get work. Hundred, hundred foot out, Hundred racks on a surf, dude. Slippery, big guns like my food. My food. Trap jumping like a kangaroo. Hundred foot out, Hundred racks on a surf, dude. Slippery, big guns like my food. My food. Trap jumping like a kangaroo. You know we don't fuck with no cooks. You know we don't fuck with no cooks. Call me dude, I'm stacking the loot, I'm ripping your chick in the coops. You know we don't fuck with no cooks. You know we don't fuck with no cooks. They callin' me dude, I'm stacking the loot, I'm ripping your chick in the coop. Hey guys. Endless Summer Box Set. This thing is legit. It's authentic. Numbered certificate in it. It has a five-frame film strip. From the original print, you will literally own a piece of history. It has a specially minted bronze medallion. Dude, that thing's sick. Okay, there's so much more here. Go to the show notes. There's a link on there. Go check this piece of history out. This thing's rad. Seriously. Smithsonian American History Museum has it. It took four years of research with 3.5 in production. All hand assembled. This thing's rad. So much to this awesome box set. Remastered DVD. Sharper images than the original film. But dude, this thing's so sick. Link in the show notes.